Welcome to Planes, Trains, and Kids Abroad. I'm your host, Erica Budd, and my goal is to inspire you to travel with your kids to other countries. From single parents to families of eight, each experience is different, and each person provides a different perspective. If you like the show, please leave a podcast review and help other listeners to find the show. And don't forget to check out my award-winning picture book, Travel Rangers Mission to Australia, and take your kids on an adventure to learn about the country and culture of Australia. Trust me, your family will not want to miss augmented reality technology that brings the book to life. Now, let's meet our next guest. Okay, today on the show, I am joined by Caitlin Stewart. Um, She is a fellow single mom. Uh, Her son is now eight years old, and she currently lives in Indiana. Um, She's on the show because last November, she traveled abroad. Well, she took her son abroad for the first time. Um, They did quite a trip for the first time trip, though. Uh, They did three weeks in Ireland, England, France, Switzerland, and Germany. So that's a pretty big trip for the for his first time um, she did have help with her mother and sister though but so it was a quite a, a big family event but uh she's brought I brought her on because she has a lot of interesting stories to tell and I'm excited to have her on because she has a lot of first-time lessons that the kind of the I wish I knew stories that she's going to share with you and and how she learned these stories so Caitlin welcome well, thank you Erica I'm very excited to have you on um So like I said, she has a lot of first time stories that I wanted to really focus on from that first time abroad with a child perspective. What are things that I wish I knew? And I'm going to have her tell her, what did you learn about this (laughs) and how you learned it so that people can, when they travel for the first time, be aware. And I would say a lot of these are more focused somewhere in a general sense abroad. Some are more specific to Europe, I would say. Um, so yeah, so she'll kind of explain that, but, but let's get started. Um, first, I, I know you had a fun experience with pickpockets and how good they are at that craft. So why don't you tell us what happened to you and what you learned? They are exceptional. Um, when I, when we were in Paris, we were crossing the bridge to go see the, um, can't even remember now it was, it's now overshadowed, but <laughs> we're going and this woman in a clown costume, full face makeup and everything, comes up to us um, and she hands us roses, my sister, uh, my mother and I, and she hands my son, Mickey, um, a balloon. Mind you, I now remember it was it was a very um, sketch looking balloon. I don't even know what it was supposed to be now that I think about it. But <laughs> she hands us these things and, you know, we're like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And she's like, OK, now let's now pay up. And we're like, oh, right. Uh, OK, so I didn't have any cash on me or any euros at the time. So my mother reaches into her pocket and she pulls out probably four or five euros. And she was like, will this Which work? Is very, generous, just, very generous. Very generous. <laughs> I, I mean, I think so, you know, yeah. um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How, roses are expensive here. So I don't know. But she um the lady says like that's not enough and i was like oh okay no no that's okay you ha- you can take this rose back um but thank you anyway and she like gets this crazy look on her face and shoves this thorny rose into my son's face and of course i'm like okay time to get out of here this is crazy stuff so um we were walking down the bridge and another woman in a clown costume, she's like approaching and she's like, hello, you know, and but she's got this like funny looking glove on. And it, it almost was to look like 
her hand was reversed. It was very strange. And she shoulder bumps my mother and like tries to get into her pocket. But my mom's wearing zips and, you know, I don't have any money on me that day anyway. But we, uh, we she then like stops to take a selfie with my sister and kind of pats her a little bit. And so we were like, oh, my God, we've been tagged by these people. So we put all the roses <laughs> to the side on the bridge and put the balloon and Mickey's Mickey's really heartbroken. He was so excited. He didn't know what was happening. So I had to explain to him, like, there are these ne'er-do-wells on this bridge and they're going to they're trying to they're trying to steal her money. And he thought, you know, he's, he loves money. So he was he thought that was that was a good enough reason for him. But I remember while we're doing this, there was a saxophone player. And it was, I mean, he had to have been the worst saxophone player I've ever heard, <laughs> ever. And he's standing there playing like, and he's like, this other little boy is holding a phone up so he can read, so, you know, read the music. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, this is the worst bridge I've ever been on. I hate this so much. And then at the end, we, um, after, you know, we we get to the end, the gentleman at the end, we're saying, we're looking for the eye. Was it the eye? I don't think it was the eye. I can't remember. I don't know. And he was like, oh, that's on the other side of the bridge. And we were like, oh, good. So now we're going to, okay, excellent. I remember saying to him something that actually you're not supposed to say anymore. Um, I guess uh, gypsy is, is out of phase now. You're not supposed oh. to say that. And I was like, so you mean we have to go back through them? And he's like, just, he started laughing hysterically he's like just don't make eye contact with them I'm like why did no why was there nobody at the other side anyway so we walk back and I've noticed at this point they have switched out their cast the saxophone which is crazy to me it's crazy to me that they switch out the people and they do it that quickly I mean they must have jumped over the bridge I have no idea except I did see the first lady when I went back over and I remember just looking at her and I I thought about saying something and I was like, no, I'm going to get shivved. So I decided to not. Um, But it was incredible, though, really more than anything. Now, in hindsight, I was so impressed by the distractions. I mean, and it definitely seemed like a sort of family environment or not a family environment, but it felt like it was a family working together for this. And it was impressive. I mean, we it did not take us more than three minutes to cross that bridge. And they were already swapping the cast out. Isn't that amazing? Three minutes across that bridge and all of this happened. So fast. Yeah. And I think that's what's impressive is I think, and and I know, and I'm not going to, I'm not insulting you because I know you said this, but it's that we're so naive. We don't realize. Because I remember my first time and my first time with experiencing that was in Paris as well. So to me, the Paris I guess not gypsies, but <laughs> yeah, uh, pickpockets, right? That's the pickpockets, what, that's they're very, very good at what they do. And yeah. you're so, I know mine, I was naive. I was so, I think the first time I was there, I was in my 20s. And uh, mine was, can you help? Something's stupid now. Like you look at it now, you're like, oh yeah, that was kind of stupid. But I think you go like for first time travelers, especially so excited to be there. You're not thinking about people trying to take advantage of you. You're thinking of just like, Oh, look at everything. Everything's so neat and nice. And mine was, can you help me translate this to English? I'm like, sure. Okay. That was stupid. <laughs> but I was in my twenties. I didn't ever experience anything like that before, you know? So yeah, I think that's the that's a good lesson for people when you go, especially to Europe, because I've really only experienced that that kind of manipulation and, and craftiness in Europe. I really have. Yeah, I, 
I because th- it definitely in Europe because it happened in Italy as well. Yeah. Um, with the roses, balloons, um, and you know every time I see somebody like going for it, I just I want to be like, no, s- stop what you're doing. I, actually, I don't think I remember anybody else taking anything from them. Well, I, I think we're targets think, when we I think they they target a lot of the Americans or American looking people because it's like, look, these people will fall for it. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was it it was impressive, really. It was just multi-level. It was very cool. It was cool if you like being robbed, you know. But Well, no, I, I like your I like the way you look at it, though. It's very, you know what? That's really skillful. <laughs> Yeah, that's really talented. That's pretty good crap. So that's a great way of looking at it. But I think the lesson here is no matter what, when you travel, if anybody tries to hand you anything, they're going to try to take your money and you're going to become a target. Other people are going to. So, yeah. Yeah. Great lesson. Something we kind of take for granted when you've been traveling a while because you forget what it was like the first time you travel abroad. And, and I know you had traveled abroad, but I think it's different when you have a, a child with you um, because mm-hmm. they're more curious about things, right? They're more, look at that, look at that. And then you just kind of, yeah, I want to get him a balloon or I want to get him this. You kind of forget about the fact that, whoa, wait a minute, wait to have our guard up here because all these people are trying to take our money here. I It, it was definitely, I was kind of worried about that teaching moment. When mm-hmm. I had to explain to him, you have to give this, we have to lay this on the ground. Mm-hmm. Can't keep it. Mm-hmm. And I was worried that it was going to really put a damper on his experience. But he was very understanding. And I think as as we spoke to him, when it was kind of a secret, you know, we got down and we were like, listen, these people, they're 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 up to no good for us right now. So we need to stay away. And it it continued. It was a continuing thing, especially with like toys in Italy. People would be launching things in the air and he, he would say, like, I want this. I, I want to go play with this. I want to go watch this. I'm like, no. Yeah. Do you not remember Paris? Anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> Probably not. He's a kid. He's like, no, it's definitely. done in the past. <laughs> in the past now, what about bathrooms? What did you learn about bathrooms? Oh, my goodness. Uh, I think this is a rule that applies to traveling anywhere. But you do have to pay to go to the restroom. It's usually about a euro per person. Um, and they're very serious about it. It's like paying. And I think they pay for the, the cleaning services. I think that's more what it is. Um, but if you have to use the restroom, make sure your child is going to the restroom, too. Even if they're like, no, I'm fine. Um, definitely take them in. Always carry around. I would say for me, since I have one child, if we were on a day trip, I usually was carrying, I don't know, five to six coins on me um, in either probably usually had it in the back of my backpack, not in my pockets, um, which I did use zippers as well. And I had a flap because, you know, there were there were some instances of people, you know, being a little being a little shady. So um, but, yeah, definitely definitely just have to make sure you have enough money to go to the restroom because that is it's not fun there was a uh, i was in an airport and i can't remember which airport it was at the time i want to say it was we were leaving italy so it must have been one of the italian airports oh no it was a it was a metro it was it was a station and i did not have enough coins on me i had one coin and i'm i'm digging around in my bag like where is this other coin? So I let I let Mickey go through 
because um, there's only one way in and one way out. So I did let him go through and I'm looking for another. And this lady was so kind. She was like, here, you, you can have this one. So she totally gave me a year. But that happened one time. And I don't imagine that it would happen all the time. So definitely have enough euros on you to use the restroom on your day trips. But. Well, you also mentioned, too, that don't expect restrooms to be available all the time, right? Oh, yeah, especially like in Ireland. I, I'm an American. I drink a lot of coffee. I'm always sipping on something. It's an oral fixation, I suppose. And I was not aware that people over there don't do that. And I had to use the restroom at 6 a.m. right before this uh, this bus trip that we were taking out to the Cliffs of Moher, which I do remember now my son loved. Um, and I'll have to get the name of whatever the touring service was. It was fantastic. But there is no restroom on the bus and you're traveling for like three to four hours um, and they stop once. So I'm trying to find a restroom at six in the morning before they leave. And the gentleman is, he says, oh, it's fine. We're Ireland. We don't make you pay to go to the bathroom. I'm sure you can find one at Starbucks. So I go to Starbucks and they have one bathroom and it is locked. And I'm assuming that someone's in it. So I'm like, okay, this is not good. And so I'm running around and I did not find anything and I didn't want to hold the trip up. So I ended up having to hold, oh, no. my, uh, <laughs> I ended up having to hold it for a hot minute. It was about an hour and 45 minutes before. And I remember just being so irritated. And uh, so, yeah, bathrooms are not everywhere. I think that you find them more when it's um, when you pay for them. They seem to be more available when they are when you have to pay to use them. But I think when the, in the in the places where they're like, no, you don't have to pay to go to the restroom. They're very hard to find, I think. Yeah, and and speaking of of Ireland, because we just got back from Ireland in in August, and we were do, on a bus tour as well. To, and I don't know, we we would do three to four hour stints as well. And um, I remember everyone had to go to the restroom, so we picked a stop, and it was at a gas station. And let me just say, even if you find one, don't expect necessarily a clean one because we were no joke. This tiny little gas station on the side, we were in like this creepy little alley. It was the oh, no. grossest thing I've ever seen. Like, we were like, what's in there? Is there like a dead body? Like, it was that gross. And it was all we had. So all of us were squeezing into this net because it wasn't meant for customers, you know? And apparently employees don't require clean bathrooms there or not. I don't know. But it was the grossest thing. And I told my son, I'm like, do you really have to go? Are you sure you have to go? Because I'd rather wait for another one. And so he actually ended up waiting. And I'm the one that had to go. I'm like, darn it. This is so gross. <laughs> it, you know, it's it's so funny because we, we also went to Pompeii, right? And in ancient Pompeii, they built their roads so that you would defecate and urinate on the streets. And they would have these stones that you would cross over. And you think to yourself, like, wonder why we ever got away from that so much more efficient right <laughs> yeah could you imagine right. the smell oh no i guess some cities actually smell like that unfortunately uh, um yeah okay so there's our lesson with bathrooms always have the spare change you did mention credit cards though you you had a you learned something about credit cards too <clears throat> okay that that ended up being the uh the hardest part of this entire trip when we were in italy it wasn't in the other countries we did not have this problem we could not use a credit card that did not have a pin number attached to it. And I don't I don't mean a debit card. This was an actual credit card. You know, in America, we're like, we have a credit card. Swipe. It's fine. We're good. 
we get to Italy and we we first stop we and we're backpacking this entire time. So we walk into this this store and we're backpacking and we're disgusting and it was ugh. anyway. Uh and we try to pay for a couple of things and we can't do it. And this gentleman at the front of the store, he was super sweet um, and spoke very good English. It was very helpful because Italian is not a strong language for me. And he explained that in Italy, for safety reasons, you have to have a PIN number. So we couldn't, we had, I mean, we had probably 100 euros combined at the time. And so we had to go and we had to go to the currency exchange and pull out money and we were only going to be there for three days, right? So we were like, we this is enough. We'll be fine. And we still had to go, you know, to Pompeii and uh, we had some other things. We had, you know, the Vatican or not the Vatican. Yeah, the Vatican. We had to go to the Vatican and we went to Florence as well. So we had a lot going on in those three days. And um, anyway, I, it leads into a much more intense story where we which we'll get into in a minute. Yep. <laughs> yeah, really messed up. It was, a, but yeah, definitely. Ha- set up a PIN number for your credit card and also go to a currency exchange. Also, don't go to the ones in the airport. Those are crazy expensive. Uh, just outside the airport, there are currency exchanges and they it's pretty much almost a one-to-one exchange rate. They don't charge you like a 30% tax or whatever. So Yeah, don't. I've always found whenever I travel, I just go to the first ATM I see and then I take money out there. That seems to be the yeah. best, the cheapest. So that's what I've always done. Um, but as far as credit cards, so now are you sure it wasn't that guy just trying to get paid in cash versus credit? Cause yes. I've never even heard of a credit card. Like when you came home, does your credit card even have a pin? I didn't even know our credit cards had pins. They don't, they don't. And I, and he wasn't, he worked at the store. He was like the welcoming, he was like the welcome gentleman. Mm. Um, and the only reason I know this is because we tried it other places and it did not work the only time it did work was in the taxi that ended up saving our butts when we made a huge mistake and had to drive three hours in the pouring rain from naples back yeah which we're coming to that story because that's that's quite a big lesson um okay well no i appreciate knowing that and i'm trying to think i guess when i was in italy i used a lot of cash now did you try using your debit card since that has a pin i didn't have a debit card i only brought credit cards because my debit i didn't set up my debit card for international travel so maybe that's a way to get it. That's that's our debit credit card is our actual yeah. just a debit card. Maybe they just don't take credit cards. And you just have to have a debit card. But that's good to know for someone, especially going into Italy, because that's where you that's the only place you ran into it just to kind of make sure. So yeah. thanks for that. Now we're going to start getting into your craziest story. Um, before we do that, I know we're going to go to Pompeii now, but you did say you made two suggestions in Pompeii, one about a guide and one about if you don't want to see the encased bodies. Yes. So, um, Ileana, I cannot remember her name, her last name at the moment, but she is on my Instagram and I'll give you her name. She is an archeologist who has been working on the site for 20 years. And we decided that it was the only place I wanted to go. In fact, we only went to Italy because I had mentioned that I wanted to go to Pompeii. We we, we were not going to go. It was not part of the trip. We were just going to go and spend more time with our family in Germany. And, um, but my mom was like, we go all, we go to Germany. It's fine. We'll go another time. We'll spend more time with them. Let's go to Italy this time. So I recommend getting a tour if you go to Pompeii because Hollywood does not 
ever I there was they made a Pompeii movie and it was very bad in my opinion however it was also super historically inaccurate Mm -hmm. and there was just something magical about having someone who has spent half of their life going around Pompeii and working on uncovering things Uh, she actually said something very interesting when we were there they have uncovered about 75 percent of the city but the italian government has put a hold on discovering to uh, uncovering more because they are concerned that if they do it all right now then there there will be no room for the the what is it the being able to uncover things in the future with better technology. I couldn't think of a word for that. Oh, interesting. Okay. So she was like, you know, it's a crazy thing when you devote your entire life to something and then they tell you, oh, by the way, um, you're not going to live to see it finished because they have a hold on it. And I was like, oh, my my God, no. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, I get it. I get the the want to hold on to something that's historical because Rome it's it's not even real. The Colosseum is not real. They they built it back up. I mean, it's not it that is not the original structure. The only thing that's original from the Colosseum is the the the, bed, the place where they would keep the gladiators and the lions. You know, and we're all like, oh, it's the Colosseum. Like, actually, it's more like that's the Colosseum down there, and this is yeah. all built up to 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 lead the imagination. So I, I get it, but it's very it was kind of sad, but it was. It was beautiful. I mean, and it's really sad. The the nature of what the city was intended for was it's very depressing. Um, it was a getaway for you know people back in the day, and pretty much it was just a red light district. And they um, in Rome they had already come up with the aquifers, so they were getting like fresh water every day. People were living into their 80s. The people in Pompeii they had created these pipes and I actually got to see some of these pipes and they're welded and they look incredible. And it's just, it's mind blowing to think of these people 2000 years ago. And really the city is like 3000, 3000 years old, you know, but they were already making pipes. Unfortunately, they were making them out of lead. So it was, Mm. it was poisoning them. And that's so sad, you know, to think of all these people who are enslaved to the gladiator career lifestyle and the prostitution thing it was very sad so but it was incredible but if you don't want to see encased bodies well real quick i just want to make sure so how did you find her was she just did she just walk up no 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 we um my mom went on it was a surprise she went on and i don't actually know that's a great question Okay. I don't know, but well, yeah, definitely has... try to find her information because I think it's hard to know who to use. And so, if you found someone you like, I think a lot of people would appreciate knowing that when they go to Pompeii. I, her name is Ileana, and I have her on Instagram. So I will send you that information, and you can put that in in the yeah, definitely. Thank below. you. She she was fantastic, and she had a great demeanor, and she was very easy to understand. She was fantastic. Yeah, please, we'll we'll put that in the notes later. Awesome. So, but. I think the um, if you're not really into seeing the encased bodies, and that was something she was very sensitive about with us. She before we went into the first room with a with a woman that they had found, she leaned to me and she said, "Do you think is he going to be okay with this? There's a body in the next room." And um, 
I was like, I, I think so. You know, let's let's see. And it, honestly, I don't even think he I don't even think he understood. I think he knew like in theory, but it's different because they're like they're they're plaster. You know, it's not. Well, they they it's a plot. They basically filled them with plaster sort of or something like that. They're a mold, essentially, of what they found in the ground when they were uncovering these bodies. But it was a really weird and um, it was a strange moment. And for people who are very sensitive, I would maybe recommend, I, I would not pass on Pompeii ever. I will never tell anyone, like, don't go to Pompeii. But the reason the city's destroyed in the first place is because in the 1940s during World War II, the Allied forces were, they, you know, were dropping bombs, fun things like that, right? And they thought Pompeii was a city that they were aiming for. So the only reason that Pompeii even looks half as destroyed as it does is because one of the Allied forces, I'm going to say it was not us, even though it might have been, um, but they absolutely dropped a bomb on it. So if you don't like seeing bodies and you would like to see um, a city in far better, uh, goodness gracious, I can't think of nouns today, apparently. <laughs> Something's wrong up here. But if you would like to see a city in better tact, you can go to Herculum, which is to the west, and they when it was a little bit um i believe closer to yeah i think it was closer because the, the bodies that they found initially were just skeletons right so mm -hmm. i don't know exactly i can't remember where it's to the west though and the buildings are in perfect condition like there's nothing wrong with any of them they look like a city that you would see today so i i would recommend going there she also does tours out there as well so i would recommend yeah. iliana she's fantastic no, that's a great that's a great uh, tip, and I know because I do want Pompeii's like pretty high on my list for coming up, so I appreciate knowing that. Um, okay, now let's get into your biggest story where you had quite a few lessons. Um, among them are don't fall asleep in a train, <laughs> and uh, Naples is not worth the pizza. So let's let's get into your big lesson. Okay, so um, we were staying in Rome. And we took a day trip to Pompeii, which I already said was fantastic. I recommend doing it. Um, don't miss it if you're in Italy. Okay. So on the way back, you have to either go through, you have to go either to the east and up around, or you go to Naples and up around. And we decided that Naples is, you know, that's a place that you hear about. We're going to go to Naples. So we decide to <clears throat> to take the train into Naples, and we bought tickets for the last train out of the city to Rome so that we could get dinner in Naples. We also ran into a few pickpockets while we were there as well. In fact, I was also um, tagged as a pickpocket at one point. I was wearing this crazy jacket. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, sometimes I look a little different, a little sketch. Um, so anyway, <laughs> um, so we get this dinner. It was nice. It was fine. It was good. Okay. We are there late at night. I would like to mention it might be different during the day, but we get there and it was about, it was probably 5 p.m. No, it was probably 6 p.m. Can't remember exactly. And we we walk around, we get, we find this place, we have dinner. My sister and my mom are drinking wine. I take Mickey over across the street to get gelato. When we come back, that's when the people thought I was a pickpocket and they wouldn't let me back into the restaurant for a minute, but it's okay. We sorted it out and we leave and we go and get on our train. 
And while we're on the train, uh, we also were dealing with this problem that none of us had charged our phones the night before. And we had taken so many pictures of Pompeii that our phones were all dying. I had 15% left and my mom's was dead and my sister doesn't really know how to use Google Maps. She's, that's not her thing, okay? So, but she had actually the most batteries. So we're trying to coordinate everything and make sure that we're getting off at the right stops. Cause like I said, Italian is not my, it's not my language. And we had several stops. And then something happened. This magical sleep fairy flies over us and we all fly, fall asleep. And I wake up panicking and I see on on the screen that it's our stop. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and then it stops and pulls away. I'm like, oh, my God, we missed it. We missed our stop. We have to get off at this next one. And we're all like, like shaking. And Mickey, I remember Mickey saying, no, Mom, it's the next one. It's, or it's the one after this one. I'm like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're eight years old. So we get off at the next stop, not the one that he was talking about, the one before. And we're in the middle of nowhere. We have, you know, 10% battery life. We have no cash because we did tip Ileana in all of our cash money because she ended up taking us. Well, never mind. I'm not I'm not supposed to say what we did, but we did tip her because she deserved it. Okay. And we're in this tiny town and there is nothing coming. There's this little man being weird, walking around, peeking over like through the windows, walking around, peeking at us. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. Actually, at first I was like, we should ask him for help. Maybe he works here. My mom and sister were like, no, that guy doesn't work here. He does not work here. So we had had no idea what we were going to do. The next train to Rome was at like four in the morning and there was, this town was small. My sister and the, the kiosk only took cards which it didn't work because my mom didn't have a pen for her credit card that she had even the kiosk too huh in this small town i'm not saying it's in all of them but yes this is one of the reasons that it didn't it also didn't work the credit card if you don't have a key code you need to get a key code but my sister pulls a fiver out of her pocket and i think i had two years on me for the restroom which it turns out anyway it doesn't matter so we ended up having seven euros on us and we were able to buy tickets back to Naples because we thought it's probably better to be in a bigger city than in this small town with this little man like walking around being all weird right so we get back on and like we're all not doing well emotionally we're like oh my god what are we gonna do you know uh it's it's almost midnight at this point and the met the stations closed down after the last train so we knew that we were gonna have to figure out something quick when we got back because we were probably on the last train into the city that night and it's funny we get back and this whole place started transforming and i'm talking like all the pickpockets from everywhere they're just everywhere and they're like setting up their little like cardboard boxes on the side of the road and they're kind of mingling and whatever that's cool do your thing I'm fine with it until we heard the gunshots and then we're like oh good this is like being in Miami Miami Florida at night and um so we're like we probably need to figure out how to get out of here and we were going to try to find a hotel room problem was is that we had to actually leave the next day we had to leave Italy the next day so we were like how are we going to get back to Rome before 9 a.m and not oversleep without because there was nowhere to buy a phone charger you know there was no stores open at this point 
So, and I had a cord, I had a USB cord for my phone, but I did not have a brick, which is the, which ended up being the rub. So definitely make sure you bring, if you have the instinct to bring your phone charger, bring the whole thing. Don't leave half of it home. So we ended up going to this gentleman, these two gentlemen rather in a queue, they were taxi drivers. And we explained that we're trying to find a hotel room that will take a credit card that doesn't require a pin number and how we had missed our train to Rome and we had to be back before 9 a.m. And one of them looked at the other one and then he looked back at us and he's like, so you need to get to Rome? And we we're like, can you get us to Rome? And he's like, yes, it's going to cost a little bit. And we were like, okay. We want to go back. Yeah, we want to <laughs> sleep in a bed and not have to worry about missing anything else. So his name was Alexandro. Uh, he was really nice. And the entire time we we get in, he actually has a USB charger port in the back seat where I sat with Mickey. So I charged my phone. And the first, I feel like, 45 minutes, he was very cool. He could tell that we were nervous about, you know, like, this man's going to slaughter us. We're going to get murdered in Italy. And Yeah. Is this a scam? I mean, you never know because a lot of taxi drivers can be yes, yeah, they can, shady yeah. too. Yes. So we were, my sister actually at one point, like, she was like, looked at me like, are we going to die? And I'm like, not with me in the car. Don't you worry. I got, I'm five foot two for a reason. I'm small and feisty. Anyway, I'm just joking. That's not how that would work. But he ended up just calling a bunch of people on speakerphone. So he first calls his wife. And I, what I caught is like, I'm not going to be home tonight. I have to take these women to, to Rome. And I just hear her go, oh, and I was like, oh, my God, I feel like such a terrible person. I feel so bad. He could have gone home. But then after he calls his wife, he then calls all of his buddies and says, I can't make it to the disco tonight. I'm taking these women to Rome. And I'm like, oh, well, he was going to go party anyway. Make that money while you can. Um, but they were like, it was just funny hearing the way he like said, like, ciao and goodbye to her was so different than the way he said ciao and goodbye to them. But it was always yeah. like, ciao, ciao, you know. Um, but it was just funny. They And they, a couple of them would like talk to him for extended periods of time. And I, I couldn't hear, I couldn't understand all of it, but it was, it was a really incredible moment of listening to people talk yeah. in a different language that you don't understand. And it was neat. That was probably my favorite part. But then he, um, we started talking about music and he was like, what's your favorite music? And I'm like, I don't think you're going to like my music. And he's like, ah, it's fine. Go ahead. Put it on the, put it on the radio. And I put it on. It killed the vibe in the car. Nobody was <laughs> nobody was into it at all. And um, I was like, I can take a hint here, mom. Why don't you put something on? And she puts on one of her like one of her. She like she does ballroom dancing, Latin ballroom dancing. And he was like, oh, you like this? You might like this. And then so they went on this huge uh, deep dive of these like Latin reggae hip hop almost but also Italian artist it was wild she found a lot of things she liked and I was just happy that everybody was having a decent time at that point so we get back after three hours in the vehicle it's like driving from um it's like driving from Indianapolis to St. Louis okay it's like it was not anyway it's raining the whole time we get back and on the the meter or on the what it says, how much the money, how much money it would cost. I think it said like 250. Right. And I was like, wow. So we'll probably have to double it. Right. We'll have to double it to 500 because he has to get back, which um, I make a joke usually to people like, you know, my mother doesn't have an arm anymore. 
that she had to use that to pay for the, the trip. <laughs> but in reality, it was crazy. And just for expensive. people who aren't used to that saying, it's it's we say it costs an arm and a leg out here. You know, when yes. something's really expensive, it costs an arm and a leg. So that's what she's referring to, that her mom no longer has an arm. Yes, my mother doesn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that could have been way worse, couldn't it? Okay, yeah, she doesn't have an arm or a leg. She had to use it to pay for the pay for the taxi trip. But in reality, luckily her credit card worked in this particular moment. Cause see, I, me- I remember him asking, but you do have a credit card to pay for this. And she's like, yeah, I've got a credit card. I just don't have cash. So anyway, that ended up being a very expensive mistake. I mean, it was, we did, I don't think we spent that much money on anything. Like it was, I mean, but it was. Didn't you say it ended up costing like 700 euro? It ended up costing 700. Yeah. And I think I think she tipped 52 probably because of the good music. I don't I don't know. But yeah. But now you made that guy's night. He probably doesn't make that kind of money for a couple days ever probably. Yeah. No, cuz yeah. so if if we took other taxis it was like 10 10 euros, you know. Yeah. Exactly. Um so I mean and you know it was funny. I had this crazy thing that was happening that entire day. I kept seeing two of everything. And it would either be like the the platform or the the train number was 222 or I saw two black cats in Pompeii or and he ended up having twin girls and I remember just thinking like I don't know serendipitous things that happen sometimes we you know we we had to get we were in Naples twice oh but anyway Naples is it worth the pizza at six o'clock at night no no it's not it's much better to probably do it during the day and then get out of Naples because it is a crazy place. I, you know, there was like crazy pickpockets in Paris. It is like being in Miami, Florida at night. And the only, I mean, I'm, I didn't hear a gunshot the entire time we were there. There was a protest in France, but no gunshots, nothing weird like that. I didn't, I actually didn't even know that that was a thing in Europe. Um, but anyway, that was, that was a crazy thing. And honestly, um, I don't know. There was also this weird thing where the people that fled from Pompeii, I know I'm going back to Pompeii, but the people that fled from Pompeii ended up in Naples, a lot of them. Most of them went to Naples after they left. So I had this like romantic idea that that we were we were escaping Pompeii. We were escaping the explosion from Vesuvius, and that's how I justify our horrible and just irresponsible mistake. Because but I now you said yeah. you said Naples was also pretty dirty though too, right? So dirty! Oh my goodness, so dirty, so dirty. Yeah, dirty, was, dirty, dirty. Yeah, and that's what makes me think that just alone for me, it's like, I mean, was the pizza really good? It was fine. I, I think uh, I don't know. I'm American though, you know. Well, we, yeah, but still, it doesn't sound like it was like, oh my god, that was amazing pizza. So it's like, if it's not amazing pizza and it's dirty down there, then what's the point of going? So for me, I'm going to skip it because I've heard quite a few people say that Naples is dirty and that's, that doesn't sound like a fun vacation trip, you know? So uh, you also mentioned too, that the drivers could be a bit crazy in, in Italy. Oh, first day, first day we get there, we're driving to our rental and the, the driver's driving down one of those old ancient roads and a man and his friend are walking in the center of the road. And I was like, well, I guess it's really hard to say because no one is following the traffic suggestions anyway. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> that was weird. But he's trying to drive us down this road 
and he's like just getting real close to these people and i'm just sitting there like oh my goodness we're going to be a part of an assisted murder at this you know we're going to be what is it called um we're going to help facilitate murder i don't know and they start yelling at each other and it's just like you see i mean it's stereotypical angry aggressive banter i feel like i've seen this scene in a movie before he's yelling out the window like that saying things that i'm not gonna say and the other guy, the other guy is yelling back and it goes on forever i mean forever i couldn't believe it and i'm just sitting back there with mickey like it's hot you know italy yay um Aww. yeah really aggressive i mean but i will say we did meet some wonderful people really nice people and there were good drivers as well that were very helpful um, when we did take actually that was the thing you kind of have to take a taxi if you're going places because they don't have an underground mm-hmm. um, they don't have like an underground metro and that was weird because we had just gotten used to using the metro system and they were like oh by the way we don't have it here hey it's like okay. yeah i think when i went there i took the bus but that yeah. was really like be careful because there's a lot of pickpockets on the bus too so yeah unfortunately was- you do have to be wary of pickpockets which is not the fun part about traveling but as long as you are aware and you're not naive and you protect yourself you'll you'll be fine and um now i do want to say one thing though because with your big naples train fiasco one thing that i think i stress upon parents is that things are going to happen when you travel abroad especially when you travel abroad um, because things are different things aren't don't go as expected and i think the most important thing you can do when you have children is to try to keep your cool as much as possible because however you react is going to affect them and that's what they're going to remember so i mean what what do you think since this happened to you um okay well i was i was being internally i was having a meltdown but with mickey i was trying to be overtly optimistic and i was trying to make jokes about it so i feel like i did to the best of my ability i made that a a fairly normal (laughs) normal experience for him until the gunshots happened and then i was like I'm going to I'm going to throw up right here, you know, like this is yeah. not what I was expecting, but I kept him close and honestly, like let's be honest. Was anything really bad going to happen? Probably not, you know, but it's just the unknown sometimes, especially when there's no plan B. When mm-hmm. you have to develop a plan B, bad things happen, yes, will it deter us from going back to Naples? Yes. Uh, To Rome, yeah, yeah, I don't need to go back. I went to the Vatican, whatever. Florence was incredible. I do recommend Florence. Anything Mm -hmm. coastal as well, very cool. Um, But I won't go to the major cities again. I don't have a need to. I've been, I've seen the sites. I know what it's about. I don't need to go back. But I think, I think that keeping the cool. I mean. I don't know. Nothing makes anything worse than having a child have a panic attack, you know? Exactly. Child, exactly. You know? And so. I mean, you can only do so much like the gunshots. I think that would freak out anybody, but you're right. I mean, it's only going to make it worse if you freak out your kid. So yeah. pull it together, hold it together and just, and just let that, let your child, you could do whatever you want inside. Yeah. That's the adult. That's our job, right? Is to buffer yeah. their our child from that. So I think that's, um, you guys got out of it and, 
it's just to keep your cool as much as you possibly can. Because if not, if your kid freaks out or if your kids, it's, it's going to be even worse. And you don't want them to remember that. You don't want them to feel yeah. that, you know, you can feel it, but you don't want them to feel that. So I think that's important to remember. And we're not trying to scare you because we're going to, actually, we could go to that now and then we'll come back. But despite all of your negative experiences, that didn't deter you from traveling at all. No. Traveling no. abroad, I will say. Exactly. And I mean, honestly, what we did was weird. We did something crazy. And it was kind of a, we hadn't, <clears throat> we'd never had a family vacation together. Um, my sister, mother, and I, and I won't, I don't leave without Mickey. I won't do it, you know? So, and I wanted him to have those experiences. Like we had some incredible, incredible experiences. Really, this is, this is the horror version of what could happen. But really, it was an amazing time. He learned a whole lot. It was crazy how much he learned and the how we learned to trust each other, especially in moments like in Naples. So um, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I think I lost the question because I started. That's OK. Just beautiful. saying how even though you had some negative experiences, it wouldn't keep you from traveling abroad with Mickey. No, no. In fact, what will. So we did we did three weeks in five or six countries. It's way too much. Next time, because we hit all the major cities, next time we go, we're going to start in Germany where our family is, and we'll probably go to smaller towns and no night trips. He doesn't need to be going out at night. And I mean, not that we were taking him out at night. We just happened to be out at night when some of this stuff happened. But no, like there's just this, you know, in America, we have this thing where we have 50 states. It's like having 50 little countries. Mm -hmm. You know, we all speak the same language and we're all dealing. Well, I mean, you know, we have different dialects, but everywhere you go is kind of the same. In Europe, it's so different. And there's just like in Germany, there was this building that my uncle was showing us. It's 700 years old. I know. That's I don't know amazing. any. There's nothing here like that. And they take care of things. And the people in each country have these. I mean, it's. It's exceptional how they maintain their culture and their heritage. And it's nothing like we do here. And I think that that is so important for a, for a younger person to see. You yeah. Know? And I it's just it's a matter cool. of, I mean, these experiences that happen to you, they could have been avoided. Like you said, you were naive. If you wouldn't have known about these things, mm -hmm. then it would have changed a trip completely. And that's why I wanted to really highlight those is like, yes, yeah. these things did happen, but you can prepare for them so they don't happen. That's the point of telling you these things, telling other families, yes. look, I didn't prepare for this. If you prepare for this, you'll be fine. But yeah. I love hearing that despite all the stuff happening, you're able to focus on all the good, which is look what you get to see, look what you get to experience, look at, it's like yeah. nothing you'll ever see before. So just be more prepared and you'll be fine. Um, and and let's let's talk about that. I mean, what did you what did you and your son get out of this your first trip abroad together? I um well, you know, I had people telling me with the with the um kind of I wouldn't say the political climate, but there's a lot going yeah, well there's a lot going on right now mm -hmm. across the pond. And I had a lot of people telling me that it was irresponsible and dangerous to take him and I kind of my response was, I mean, it's always irresponsible to do anything really that, you know, leaving your house. So I feel that I was able to get through three weeks with him 
we had nothing go wrong with him. He was fine. He was safe. The only time I was a little concerned was in Naples. But we did what we had to do to fix the solution, to fix the problem immediately. You know, we did it as fast as we could. We figured it out. And really, I mean, that was a weird thing. I don't think it's going to happen to anybody else, especially Mm -hmm. if they listen to this. It's not going to happen to you. So I learned, me personally, I learned that, yes, I can travel with my son and we'll be okay because we Mm -hmm. know what to do. We Mm -hmm. have to find a place to sleep. We have to find a place to eat. We have to know how to use public transportation to the best of our abilities and just just enjoy it and be, you know, just enjoy the sights. I I was talking to him um, recently about it because at first I'm looking at all these old buildings and all of these things that I know of and I'm so excited. And he's like, I don't I don't care. You know, this isn't this isn't exciting for me. Yeah. Um, He did like the Mona Lisa because apparently that's popular on YouTube right now. But anyway, don't worry about that. But he was telling me that one of his favorite things was when we were in Ireland, we on that bus trip, he was telling me the drive, the guy who did the tour was so funny. He said, I want to go on that again because that guy was so funny and he made me laugh so much. And I was like, I didn't even notice that he made you laugh. But that's Mm. that's awesome. I mean, I guess we were all laughing, but I, I don't know. He had his tablet. He always we always get compliments on how well behaved he is. And I'm like, honestly, we're just using, you know, we're just he's I mean, I don't know. That's a thing as well. I feel I remember my dad was telling me, like, don't let him get on that tablet while you're over there. And um, but I think I I did. I did let him get on because, you know, play games or whatever, especially for longer things. And then maybe it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's probably a lot of parents that would say, like, don't do it either. But it's not like we were letting him while we were in the museums or anything. But it was mostly in car rides and if we had longer train rides. But um, I don't know. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he had a better time in the English-speaking countries because he could understand people. And they would talk to him and they would be like, you're, you know, you're you're so good. You're being so good. Thank you for being good. And he would be like, oh, yeah, you're welcome. And Well, and, so and you also mentioned, too, I mean, going back to the Mona Lisa, I mean, that was one of the things because there were a couple of things that he had previously heard or seen that he got to see him in person. So he thought that was really cool. And who cares if it was in uh, Minecraft or but I know there was someone yes. else in school. It doesn't really matter. All it all it matters is that he's seen it, however yeah. kids see it. And he got to see it in person. And those things were really cool for him to see it in person. Yes. And like like the Eiffel Tower, you know, like we walked by it and we we're like, oh, it's the Eiffel Tower. And he's like, that's the Eiffel Tower. So it's like the the things that um that you that they see on television or that they see like while they're watching their streaming services, they get to relate it to an actual place. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and that's neat. Um I mean I, I don't know. People always yeah. talk about how kids don't go outside anymore or anything like that. And I think that being able to show them that things exist is really neat. Well, yeah, and I know you said the most important thing that happened on this trip was the amount of bonding you guys were able to do. Yeah, I mean, yes. I mean, I'm a helicopter parent anyway, but it was even more so over over there. Um, I And I, I don't know, I have this beautiful picture that my mom took of us while we were over there. And Mickey and I, were just, you know, he's he's eight. 
and you know he's getting older but he's holding my hand and we're walking down this this um this sidewalk next to the river in Florence and I it's it is my most precious it's my most precious picture and you know no one can ever take that from us no one can ever take away the fact that we were over there together and when he was so little and I'm I'm grateful for it I'm grateful for that 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 chance to bond with him like that so well I mean when you think about it though it's it's not just the time it's all of these brand new experiences that no one can ever take away and yes you can get them in the states too but I feel like when you travel abroad because it's so different and it's so wow factor it's very different you know like Mona Lisa and the Eiffel Tower and I mean, I'm sure you guys are always going to now laugh about, remember that crazy train tra- train ride? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's yes. going to be stories that you guys are going to have. Or remember the guys that when they tried to take my balloon, whatever, or you tried to give you the balloon. Yeah. You guys are going to have these stories that you don't really get in the States because things are just so different there. And I think I try to push that on people is that it's very different experiences that you're going to have because it's abroad, because it's, or when it's abroad, because we're so different. Um, and I think that's one of the things that people don't realize. Um, and, and you guys will never be able to, no one will ever take it away from you because the four of you will always have those stories. Plus, like for me, I do like a book of wherever we travel and I highly recommend it because my son, I took started traveling with him overseas at five. And so I make a book from our different travel experiences and he still, he looks through them all the time and he's nine now. And these things are fresh in his mind because of that, because he goes through them. He's like, oh, yeah, remember that time we saw that koala? He doesn't remember seeing that koala when he was five in Australia, but his pictures do. And it just keeps that memory alive, you know. Yeah. So I highly recommend that. But thank you for sharing that. OK, as we wrap up, I just want to touch on again. I know you did say if you were to do it all over again, you, you touched on this, but that you would slow down and not jump around so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I. I would do every country again, even though I talk crap about Italy. I would do every country again. I really would. Just different you would spots. Just slow, but you would go slower, right? You said you wouldn't go as. I would want at least. I mean, what I want, I want two months in every place. I want to be able to develop my communication skills, mm-hmm. but that's not quite in my my cards right now. But I would take at least a week, at least a week in every in every place that you're staying it uh, there is nothing honestly you know why we fell asleep on that train because we weren't sleeping <laughs> we were I don't think we slept we every I mean we were getting up so early every morning getting back real late no we did not sleep there's a reason that we messed up we messed up because we were speeding through things yeah. and and there was never enough coffee there was never enough coffee I don't know who <laughs> these people are um I mean uh, how do they function <laughs> I don't know I don't know they seem to be doing well but you yeah, know I, I will would... just add on to your tip with you know the, the whole fiasco that happened with you in 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 Naples and the train I do recommend especially for first-time travelers if if you're nervous about any of those things I first started traveling well I shouldn't say that. I when I was still trying to get comfortable traveling because I used to travel on my own. Um, so I would join bus tours, and mm-hmm. honestly, it was 
it's a great thing. And I know people don't like, like some people are just turn their noses to bus tours, but I highly recommend them, especially for first time travelers overseas, because you have someone that's accountable for you. You have someone making sure you're getting from point A to point B. You never have to worry about how you're getting where you're getting. You have someone making sure you're not staying in some seedy area for your hotels. You know, you have someone to ask, where's food? How do I get? It's just that security of yes. knowing that you can go to these places where they don't speak your language, but be taken care of. So I do highly recommend them because if you were saying your situation, you would have never had that situation because they would make sure that you're getting from point A to point B, you know? Yes. So just something that if anybody's like really wants to go out there, I do strongly encourage them. There are a lot of, of, of bus tours that have kids on them too. Cause I've been on them and, um, Kids go on them too. It's it's not all just for old people. Sorry to anybody who's, you know, older, but it's I think they have that reputation for only being for older people. There are different types of bus tours out there, but you can find them more for families, more for different ages. So that's my tip is that if if you want to, if you don't want to be, if you're nervous about all these different things. You would have had a tour guide saying, okay, now don't take anybody on, don't take anything on the bridge. You know, those are the things that look out for you and, and you would have that experience. And then you become educated. And next time maybe you do it on your own because you're like, okay, I know what to be aware of. I know things to, you know, so. It, it's an anchoring. It's almost an anchoring. The the one we did in Ireland was exceptional. Yeah. They, they did. A, it was really nice. It was very, very nice for us. The one that we went on which I'll get you that information too, because I can't remember names. There was too much going on. But yeah, I, another, I don't know. I feel like just finding moments to ground in those situations is also helpful. Um, like taking, taking a moment in a park, like sitting down, like in a public park and just yeah. like breathing. If things get tense, I know we did that several times. We would just sit down and we'd watch people walk. And when we finally felt like we were ready to move forward again, we would. Oh, also, they hate it in Paris if you just stop in to drink coffee. They put you at the worst place. Anyway, they they don't drink coffee as much in Paris. They are not into it. But um, but that's, I feel like we did that a lot. We would stop and we would sit. But that was because we weren't, we weren't in a tour. We were doing it alone. But sometimes you just have to chill out for a second, especially if things get overwhelming. But. Yeah, but I think you can still do that on a tour, too, because you do have some time on your own. Yes. And I say that because when we were in Ireland, my son and I did that exact thing. We went to a big park with some of our time off and we just sat there and had some ice a gelato. And it was yeah. great. It was just some peaceful time. And yeah, you're right. That was kind of grounding. But I, I enjoyed it as well, even though it's just a park, just watching people. And it was just kind of center where you are. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for sharing all of your experiences. I think everyone will find this very helpful. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm so glad you guys had a wonderful, overall wonderful experience. I mean, and I didn't even talk about great things. I only pretty much talked about the things that I want others to avoid. So, yes, it was incredible. Yeah. I would not take it. I wouldn't trade it. Would not trade it. So thank you. Thank you for thank you for, you know, being here and helping people figure out how to make the next step in their move. 
Okay, well, if you enjoyed the show, make sure to follow us on Facebook at Planes, Trains, Kids Abroad to get updates on upcoming podcasts, share your own overseas travel adventures, or ask questions from other parents who have traveled abroad. If you would like to join me as a guest on the show, please sign up at planestrainskidsabroad.com and help me to inspire other families to experience their own overseas travel adventures. I want to thank you for listening to the show and thank Ray Ortiz for providing music for the show. Until next time.